Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is very good to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we've got a lot of ground to cover on the fastest 60 minutes of radio. And today in particular, we're really going to try to slow things down. Uh, we want to divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense. Uh, more so today than I think uh, at any time in a long time. Uh, it's time to just slow things down, divide the rage from the reason, and have a different kind of elevated conversation. And I hope you'll join us in that today. Uh, would love to know your thoughts, uh, your thinking, your experience uh, watching what's taken place in our nation's capital over the last 24 hours. And, of course, you can always do that on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. Help us elevate the conversation today. Give us some insight. Uh, give us some perspective from where you sit, uh, from your experience. And uh, we'll ha- include that as we uh, move through the program today. Uh, I think it's really important as we uh, kind of unpack a little bit of what happened. And uh, more importantly, where are we going next? Uh, that's what I want to know. And that's what I want to get is what is the path forward? And uh, I have to admit, it was a uh, it was a real uh, gut punch yesterday. Uh, if you were listening to uh, Dave and Dejanovic earlier, uh, Debbie asked me to describe what I was feeling as I watched those images roll out uh, of uh, rioters, uh, breaching security uh, in the United States Capitol. And it really was a gut punch to me. Uh, And in particular, uh, the moment that really uh, caught me off guard in terms of emotion was in the rotunda. Uh, The rotunda of the United States Capitol uh, just has a really special place to me. I mean, I think it is the the symbol uh, that so many recognize around the world is that Capitol rotunda uh, and the Capitol building itself. Uh, was so important, was so important to even someone like Abraham Lincoln, uh, that even despite the lack of resources in the middle of the Civil War, uh, he was determined that the work on the Capitol Dome would continue. Why? Because it would send the message to everyone in the country and around the world that the United States of America would continue on, that we were building for the long haul. And... When I was uh, a chief of staff, uh, those are those are long days in Washington D.C. and often those days end about midnight or 1 a.m. And uh, I had a uh, little studio apartment uh, back uh, tucked in behind the uh, Supreme Court, and so my path from the Senate Office Building to my little studio apartment uh, was right through the United States Capitol, and I would walk right through. And there, there's nothing uh, more powerful than walking through the United States Capitol when it is dark and empty. Uh, it is a, a powerful, powerful place. And on most nights, 
I would stop for at least a few minutes and sit down in the rotunda and just look around. There's so much to soak in and to take in, not just visually, but uh, there's a feeling there. There's a power and a presence there uh, that is really remarkable. It's part of what is the heart and soul of this country and our constitutional republic. And so often I would sit there and, and on most nights I would sit and I would look at the the huge mural there in the rotunda of George Washington uh, resigning his commission. Uh, for the first time in history, the conquering general of the victorious army was not going to grab absolute power of everything, but would instead, in the ultimate act of leadership, Washington gave it back. And I would sit and I would stare at that. I can tell you all the details of that painting because I watched it and looked at it so many nights uh, sitting in that quiet rotunda. Uh, in fact, I, re- I remember one evening I was sitting in the rotunda. It was probably uh, close to 1 a.m. And uh, I heard some footsteps. You can always hear footsteps in the Capitol. Uh, and I I looked up and it was Senator Angus King, uh, independent senator uh, from Maine. And he came walking through the rotunda. And he didn't see me. And so I was just sitting there. And he's he's walking at a pretty good clip uh, going across the, the rotunda. And then he stops right in the middle of the rotunda. It was like someone had just grabbed him by the nap of the neck. And he just stopped. And then he looked up. He looked all around the rotunda. He took a picture. And then he saw me over there sitting, and he came over to me. And he said, sometimes you just have to stop and soak it all in. And here's someone who had been in the Senate for a long time, had been governor of the state of Maine, uh, long career in history. Uh, And even he was in awe and inspired just walking through the United States Capitol. And so as I watched those images yesterday uh, of these people ransacking, desecrating uh, what I think are some pretty special places, uh, not just for our country, for the world. Uh, It is a place where freedom rings. And to have uh, angry, contemptuous, uh, anger-driven People, you know, taking off with podiums and hanging from the the rafters of the gallery in the United States Senate uh, was just stunning to me. Uh, It was a gut punch to me. Like, I can't even describe uh, the feelings. And then to see that all continue to to play out, uh, it was, that was tough. It was tough to watch that. Uh, And to think of all of the other things going on, I, I of course, immediately thought of all the staffers, where are they and are they in uh, in a lockdown secure in place uh, i remember hearing that call a few times and you get away from windows and doors you go to the inside and you stay where they tell you to stay and so i thought about a lot of the, of those folks uh, back there in our nation's capital who who do a lot of the hard work and heavy lifting of keeping this uh democracy and this constitutional republic of ours continuing forward uh, and so all, those were a lot of the emotions of the of the day. But I'll tell you, the, the greatest moment of the day uh, was when the vice president pounded the gavel and called the Senate back into session. 
that was a winning day. That was a winning a winning moment. And so we're gonna we're gonna break this down just a, a little bit as we go through the program today. Uh, there's a, a lot of things to discuss and break down, and there's a lot of things that have been said in terms of this is not who we are, and this is uh, outrageous, egregious, and and all of those things, and there needs to be accountability for inciting a riot and all of that. Yes, 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 and yes. Uh, all of those things need to happen. But what I want to focus on today are some things that uh, some, some some things that came really early this morning to me as I was really kind of grappling with all of this and kind of groping in the dark for what does this all mean and where do we go from here? And there's four things. There's four things that we're going to get to that every one of us need to think about. We need to take note. We need to take heart. We need to take courage and we need to take action and we're going to talk about each of those, what they are and what they mean for each of us individually, what they mean for us in our neighborhoods and communities, and what they mean for us in this country. Uh, this is the ultimate, in my view, this is the ultimate we the people moment. What we do with this moment matters. And that's where taking note begins. If we leave this moment unexamined, we will have missed an extraordinary opportunity for the future of this country. And so what does that mean? How do we take note? What do we need to assess? assess? What do we need to review? We're going to talk about it. Stay with us. We'll dive in deeper on a special edition of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Inside sources here on KSL News Radio. Uh, very good to be with you today. Important conversations to be had as we move through the hour, and we are focused today on uh, the pivot forward. Uh, what do we do? What does that look like? Uh, and as we mentioned before the break, we're going to focus on four things uh, that I think are critical for all of us, each of us individually, all of us collectively, uh, to take a look at. And the four things are: take note, take heart, take courage, and take action. Uh, and this was a, a really early morning uh, series of thoughts for me uh, as I was trying to, to really sort through and grapple with uh, where do we go from here? What does that look like? What does that mean? Uh, and and what's my job? Uh, and that's where we start. Uh, take note. Uh, as I mentioned before the break, if we let this moment go unexamined, uh, we will have missed an extraordinary opportunity, an important, critical opportunity for us to move forward. In fact, one of our texters, I want to share this uh, because this is thoughtful and really important. Uh, 
the texture said sometimes in a true democracy, uh, when a tipping point is reached, it is cause for reassessment and realignment so that better understanding of both parties can be achieved. Uh, I like that. I think there's some great power in that. And uh, love uh, all of you who are weighing in today with some elevating thoughts, some uh, challenging thoughts. This is not about a kumbaya moment or a big group hug. Uh, not at all. This is about a steely determination to move forward and ensure uh, that our freedoms and liberty, that our constitutional republic continues on in the United States of America. Uh, and would love to have you weigh in on that. You can do that on the Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. We'll continue to share some of those elevating thoughts from you as we go through the program. So as we look at Take Note, <clears throat> this idea of pausing and pondering, reflecting, uh, there, are, there are a lot of questions to be asked and answered. Uh, and today I want to focus on the ones that relate to us individually. Like, how did I perceive what happened? Uh, how do I think we got to this place where that would be okay? Uh, what's my role? What's my responsibility in all of this? The other thing that we have to take note of, uh, and I think we'd be really wise to remember, is that no one, no one who plants thistles in the spring is expecting to harvest fruit in the fall. Let me say that again. It's an old saying. Anyone who plants thistles in the spring is not hoping to harvest fruit in the fall. And we should not, any of us, for a single solitary second, think that those who perpetually plant hate, contempt, anger, fear, frustration, are expecting to reap love, kindness, and unity later on. We also have to note that in these kinds of moments, there are some timeless principles out there. Uh, One that I often go back to, and this is one I went back to early this morning, uh, one from Adelaide (coughs) Stevenson, excuse me, (coughs) uh, who was the uh, governor of Illinois, two-time presidential candidate himself, Uh, Stevenson said this, what counts now is not just what we're against, but what we are for. Who leads us is less important than what leads us, what convictions, what courage, what faith. Uh, Those are really smart things. Not what we're against, what are we for? We need to note that. Who leads us is less important than what leads us, what convictions, what courage, what principles Uh, Those are the things that we have to get to. So a lot to take note of today, to be sure. Uh, Let's go to the next one. So take note, take heart. Uh, To me, as I was describing this earlier, uh, the most important moment of the day in all the mayhem that, uh, that happened on Wednesday, it's what occurred six hours after those rioters in their angry, contemptuous rage They brought the the Congress and the business of the Republic to a a screeching halt. And so the moment for me that was most important was when Vice President Mike Pence gaveled the Senate back into session and the Republic rolled on. The representatives of the citizens continued to carry out their constitutional duty and to do the work of we the people. And so we should take heart. We should take heart because the institutions of government held again. Uh, Our founding documents didn't flinch. The principles that have fostered freedom here and abroad all around the world persevered. 
and the Constitutional Republic of the United States of America rolled on. That's at the heart and soul of who we are and what we do as a nation. After that, Senate was gaveled back into session. Uh, there were some great speeches by Democrats and Republicans. And I want to share just a couple of those. Uh, I want to go to uh, U.S. Senator Ben Sass uh, from Nebraska. I've been on this program a number of times. Uh, great thinker. Uh, he said some things in terms of what we need to focus on, some things that should help us take heart. Colleagues, today has been ugly. When I came to the floor this morning, I planned to talk about uh, the lesson of 1801, and I wanted to celebrate the glories of the peaceful transition of power across our nation's history. feels a little naive now to talk about ways that American civics might be something that could unite us and bring us back together, and it feels a little bit harder now. This building has been desecrated, blood has been spilled in the hallways. Um, I don't think we want to tell the Americans that come after us that this republic is broken, that this is just a banana republic, that our institutions can't be trusted. I don't think we want that. We don't want that in this body. We don't want that in our hometowns. I don't think we want to tell our kids that America's best days are behind us because it's not true. That's not who we are. America isn't Hatfields and McCoys blood feud forever. America's a union. There's a lot that's broken in this country, but not anything that's so big that the American people can't rebuild it, that freedom and community and entrepreneurial effort and that neighborhoods can't rebuild. Nothing that's broken is so big that we can't fix it. Generations of our forefathers and our foremothers, probably not a word, our ancestors, have spilled blood to defend the glories of this republic. Why would they do that? Because America is the most exceptional nation in the history of the world and because the Constitution is the greatest political document that's ever been written. Most governments in the past have said might makes right. And we saw some of that Thuligan nuttery today. Might makes right. No, it doesn't. God gives us rights by nature and government is just our shared project to secure those rights. America. That is uh, United States Senator Ben Sass from Nebraska. Uh, a lot of things to take heart from in that speech. Uh, he concluded by saying uh, that this is not about what's happening in Washington, D.C. Uh, the heart and soul of the nation is not in Washington, D.C. It's everywhere else. And uh, to me, that uh, that's a good reason to take heart. And I'm, I'm convinced that the, the memory of a dark day in our nation's history uh, is going to give way to the enlightening confidence that the heart and soul and principles of America always carry the day. Uh, the heart of we the people continues to beat to the rhythm of freedom, of liberty, equality, unity, opportunity. And we should take heart that our best days as a nation are yet to come. We're going to go ahead and step aside for bottom of the hour news. We're going to continue our conversation when we come back. We'll talk about taking courage and taking action. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. Inside sources. Inside sources. You-
Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Very good to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News, and uh, we're continuing our conversation uh, throughout the hour. Uh, looking back, but more importantly, looking ahead, looking at where we go from here. Uh, we've been doing that in the context of, of four things that I think are important as we step forward uh, from yesterday. And that is we need to take note. We need to stop and reflect, uh, taking note of what happened and why, asking ourselves hard questions, looking in the mirror. Uh, those that we align with, looking at uh, where are we, why, how did we get here. Uh, taking note is, is very important. We cannot let this moment go unexamined. Uh, so important. Well, we talked about taking heart, and uh, we should take heart in the fact that the Republic stood once again, uh, proving uh, that uh, nothing is, is going to take out uh, this constitutional republic of ours. Uh, and now I want to get into this area of, of courage, that we need to take courage uh, as we start that process of moving forward. And uh, just an interesting uh, breaking news note that uh, Elaine Chow, uh, who is a part of the president's cabinet. She's a cabinet se- secretary for transportation. Uh, she has uh, resigned uh, over the events of yesterday, and uh, that will be the first uh, major cabinet secretary to resign. Now, there's been a host of other resignations take place throughout the government, uh, but this will be the first uh, cabinet secretary to resign. So we'll continue to monitor that here on KSL News Radio. Uh, again, courage, uh, courage to stand up and, and do some of those difficult things uh reminded uh of uh, dumbledore <laughs> saying to harry potter i know we could work in a harry potter uh analogy here uh but dumbledore said to harry potter it takes a great deal of bravery to stand up to our enemies but just as much to stand up to our friends <clears throat> and I, I have long said that uh, courage is not calling out your enemies that's easy uh, courage is calling out your friends when they're wrong uh, and it is time to take courage And one of the things that we have to call out, that we have to have the courage to call out as citizens of this country, uh, is hate in all its forms. Contempt, prejudice, even social media slurs, uh, all of those lead to a place where fear and frustration can, as we saw yesterday, foment into rage and even violence. So every American... Every American must call out hate for what it is. And then, then we have to do our part to advance meaningful conversations, different conversations. We have to elevate our dialogue. We have to do things differently. We also have to have the courage not to consume or be consumed by any person, any politician, any publication, any news outlet, any social media platform that is peddling contempt and hate as the answer to those we disagree with. We have to have the courage to do that. And we have to recognize and have the courage to call out the morally bankrupt idea of superiority and the resulting dehumanizing of others based on politics or race or religion or social status or belief or whatever it is. Uh, That's where hate gains a foothold. And so we have to have the courage to do that. And that's not always easy. Uh, I want to go now to uh, 
something that the lieutenant governor, Deidre Henderson, said in her speech at the inauguration on Monday. That feels like that was 20 years ago. She said something very important on this subject of courage that I think is very applicable to where we are trying to go next as a nation. Just over 400 years ago, my 11th great-grandfather, William Bradford, fled religious persecution and joined a small group of people who set out looking for new opportunities, new freedoms, and a new home. They sailed through stormy seas, battered by winds, and cramped in tight living quarters until finally the Mayflower docked at Plymouth Rock. William Bradford became the second governor of Plymouth Colony. After a life of service and devotion, he wrote in the history of Plymouth Plantation that all great and honorable actions are accompanied with great difficulties that must be overcome with answerable courage. And that's especially true now, as we gather on the very day that Utah became a state 125 years ago. Those first leaders of our state demonstrated answerable courage. So answerable courage, uh, that's the... That's the real test of the day, isn't it? Answerable courage. Uh, we have to be responsible for that. And uh, we have to take that uh, up to the next level. Uh, I'm going to go back. I shared this with Tim and Amanda earlier today uh, because this is something that just keeps echoing in my head. Uh, Gaylord Swim, uh, a great Utahn uh, who passed away in uh, 2005, a great philanthropist, a uh, great activist in so many different ways. And his words, I, I never met Gaylord Swim, but he's had a profound influence uh, on my life and career. And he said something in 2005 uh, that I think hits the right diagnosis and the right prescription for what we need, especially as it relates to our politics. Uh, he says the political process requires strong advocates, certainly. And I think we believe that. We do. We want women and men in government, in leadership positions who are going to have courage uh, so they, they have to be strong advocates for sure. He then said, but it also takes a counterbalancing sense of humility, civility, and dialogue. Love that. Then he said, the political course often leads to power struggles, pride, vanity, and egocentric ambition, ending in acrimony. And then concluded, it all too often manifests itself in strident voices character assassinations, protest demonstrations, cloakroom deals, and corruption. Pretty good description of 2021. Uh, and so it takes courage. It actually takes courage to have that counterbalancing sense of humility, civility, and dialogue. Did you ever think for a moment that it actually takes courage to listen? Do you think it actually takes courage to suspend your own opinion for a moment and suppose, just possibly, you could be wrong or that someone else could be right or that someone else could be at least partially right and have something of value that you could learn from. That takes courage. And this kind of humility, I love that he said we need humility, civility, and dialogue. At the same time, he says we need strong advocates. And so those are not opposing points of view those things are compatible you can be incredibly strong as an advocate of a of a policy issue of a platform and you can be humble and you can be civil and you can help elevate the conversation in your dialogue 
for too long we have not had the courage to say enough. Uh, we have become such a culture of personality, uh, not just in our politics, in so many other places. But do we have the courage to say, nah, that's not it. It's about the principles. It's about the people. It's not the personalities. But it takes courage to do that. And again, courage is not calling out your enemies. Courage is not being part of a mob ransacking the United States Capitol. That's not courage. Courage is calling out your friends. Courage is being willing to do the hard thing. Courage is listening. Courage is asking questions. Courage is inviting others into the conversations. Courage is looking at something from someone else's point of view. That's courage. All right, when we come back, we'll round out the show talking about taking action. All of these things we have to do. We've got to take note, take heart, take courage. We're going to take action next right here on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to the final segment of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News, and we are standing by uh, Vice Pre- or, excuse me, President-elect Joe Biden uh, will be making an announcement on uh, his pick uh, of Merrick Garland uh, to uh, take over as the Attorney General uh, of the country. Uh, so we will uh, go to that as soon as it uh, comes to get some uh, uh, words and a message from the president-elect Joe Biden. In the meantime, we're going to wind down and uh, wrap up our conversation today. Uh, We've been talking about four things that all of us can begin to do today. So we need to take note. We need to examine where we are, why we're here, starting individually and then collectively. We need to take heart. The republic stood strong. Our documents didn't flinch. uh, And the work of the people continues on in the United States Capitol today. And we should take heart in that. We need to take courage, especially the courage to stand up to our friends Uh, not just shout out our enemies, Uh, courage to listen, courage to raise our game in terms of our conversation, courage to reject anger, fear, and frustration. Uh, And finally, we got to take action. And that's the final thing today is what are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? Uh, And uh, that is the the ultimate test for each of us. These are important tipping point moments in our history. Uh, And I I firmly believe that uh, this, this will fade uh, what happened at the United States Capitol yesterday, that's going to fade. Uh, and what should remain, what should remain is a better America with more determined citizens and with leaders who are willing to step it up a notch uh, to elevate their conversation and their rhetoric and the way they talk to each other and with each other and to us. Uh, But as always, it begins with we the people. It's what happens in our homes today. It's what happens in our neighborhoods today. It's what's happening in our community, in our state today. And so what are you putting out? How are you helping solve the problem? How are you helping us to overcome contempt and hate and anger and fear and frustration? Uh, Those are all things we have to reject. We're going to go now to uh, President-elect Joe Biden, uh, who is making some remarks and announcing uh, some new appointees in his administration, which will be sworn in on January 20th. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on KSL Inside Sources today. And as always, as you go out into the world today, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference.
a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.